For 25 years, Christ Faith Tabernacle has spread across the globe, empowering the saints for the season of the Lord's return. This season has arrived. Join Apostle Alfred and Reverend Pierre Williams in this year of God's glory as we celebrate the Christ Faith Tabernacle 25th year jubilee from the 23rd of February to the 1st of March. Our name shall be great. Nation will come out of us. The Lord has blessed us and nobody can revoke it. Be empowered alongside ministers from across the globe to walk in the miraculous, see healings, miracles, signs and wonders in your ministry. Come and celebrate 25 incredible years that have seen Christ Faith Tabernacle spread across the globe, meeting dignitaries and changing nations. You are healed right now in the name of Jesus by the blood of the risen Lord. Let them see Jesus shine through your life like never before. And you are bulletproof as long as you are walking under the covering of the Almighty. You got to know that God has set you apart special. God is very, very smart in every little thing. The Christ Faith Tabernacle Silver Jubilee. Leadership training daily. Power Miracle Nights every evening from 7 p.m. And the official dedication of the incredible CFT Cathedral Woolwich on Sunday, March the 1st at 4 p.m. The venue, CFT Cathedral, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE 18, 6NL. Visit cftchurches.org or call 020-8316-2332. Now, I want to say that everything we have been teaching you from Monday in the seminar is geared towards leadership. Why are we teaching about leadership? The reason why in my spirit, I believe very much convincingly that what we need to emphasize more is Christian leadership. is because the Lord Jesus in 1999, when he appeared to me, he began to show me things that will happen upon the earth. Political issues, financial issues, church issues. And he showed me things that will happen from 2000 to 2015. But somewhere around this year, within this 2015, my eyes went dim. I couldn't read anymore what he was showing me. During the period he was talking to me, he was very happy. He was very warm. And when my heart started getting dim, I said, Lord, what will happen thereafter? And he looked to my face. And his face changed. Like somebody who is really angry, frank and serious. And he says, I am coming soon. And my reward is with me. And at this time, he turned his back, he turned away from me, walking to higher heavens. And he says, and I will give unto everyone according to the works of his hand. Now I recognize, therefore, there is something beyond what I encountered, which is hidden from my knowledge. Because why would the Lord be happy telling me what is going to happen? And why will he be angry at the end of the matter? He told me the things that will happen in the church. How judgment will begin in the church. Which I told you the first judgment was 2003. And specifically he talked about London and told us what will happen in London. Which took place immediately after that. He told us about 9-11. Even he told us the date and the time the Twin Tower will come down. And it happened to the minutes and the second that the Lord said. He told us about this financial crisis. He told us the date that the stock exchange will crash. He told us also the, the month it will start to recover. 
And a good number of you in my church here made a lot of money because you were able to hold purchases. You sold before the crash. You bought when the, 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 the crash was at the lowest point. And people made money here. And even an ungodly man who was uh, an Arab man who had what God said and he traded according to what God said. He made a couple of millions, over a hundred million, by following the prophetic. He spoke to us about nations, government of various nations as they will change. And to the date and time, it happened. He spoke to us on that day when the Lord appeared to me after telling me all these things and showing me. The Lord said to me that if mortal men would doubt that I appeared to you, tell them, two weeks from this day I'm talking to you, there will be a war in Cote d'Ivoire. A nation that knew no, no war before shall be plunged into a protracted war. And then we announced that, I announced that on the day when I was delivering the message, two weeks immediately after Cote d'Ivoire had the first battle when the French government bombed their White House. And many things he said has happened. But what he said about the church is what is critical to me in this season. Jesus is unhappy with the state of his church. And that is the great concern of his heart. Why would he not be happy talking about the end of the time? The reason is because, as God spoke in the book of Daniel concerning the wicked, in chapter 12 it says the wicked will continue to go wicked. But the righteous will continue to go righteous. Now the wicked is fulfilling the mandate, but the righteous is not fulfilling the mandate. And because the church of God over the years have been totally abused by all strange of doctrines and by all manners of wind that have been blowing. A lot of leaders in the household of faith, Pastor, come and sit down here please. A lot of leaders in the house, no, no, you sit with your wife. A lot of leaders in the household of faith all right, have been confused. And because many leaders are confused, especially many people who got born and again and saved and, and called to ministry in the past 30 years, you came into a church that is totally confused. If you were born again within 30 years, this 2015, 30 years ago to this time, the church of God has started going down the wrong route. So that the God that you are introduced to, you have to really read the Bible to know the true God. The system you are introduced to, which is supposedly to be for ministers of the gospel, you, you, know, you, you needed to go beyond what you were told, to look at the perfect law of God, the word of God, to be able to know the right uh, uh, thing. Many people have raised, risen, raised the rank of church, becoming church leaders of mega churches, performing manifestation in the name of Jesus, but they have no contact with Jesus Christ. And that is a confession to the church of God. That God can use a man to perform miracles while that man has no connection with Jesus Christ. And because of those men and the crowd that they pulled, they have replaced the instruction of the gospel because men followed their words without checking the scriptures. And so we have a lot of people that God genuinely raised. But their knowledge of God is not the true knowledge revealed in the scripture. And this is the reason why this conference, I decided to spend more time with leadership. And we have just evening meetings with the general public to help believers just to move on. The most important part of this conference to me is this session. 
where we will look into the scripture and you and I will recognize what God has said. And it doesn't matter who said what under this heaven. It doesn't matter what congregation they carry. We will not accept anything spoken by any mortal man that we discovered in the scriptures that is not true and is not right. Because this is the end of time when the Lord will wipe off from the face of the earth tragediously and you know, mercilessly, those who have become jointers in the church. And the church will mourn before his maker. Because he will not contend with man for too long. Many who you have respected, you have honored, will be brought down into shame and into ashes. So that you and I may know they have derailed from the course of righteousness. And I don't want any one of you to be a victim of the punishment. Because in the midst of the punishment also, God will begin to raise a new creed of people who are selfless, whose heart is to satisfy the one who created the heavens and the earth. People who are not materialistic, people who have no no hunger for uh, ego or honor. People who will be ordinary human beings like Christ was, but then full with the spirit of the Most High. People who can see what the Father does. And then do what they have seen. People who can hear from the divine God. And then speak what he has spoken. Not people who will speak theories and all what have confused the church till today. Now, this is the reason for this leadership meeting. I have said to the church before. I believe the office of an apostle is not for the world. It is first of all to rebuild the broken walls of Israel. It is to, to, re, to, to restore the altar that has been defiled. That is the work of an apostle. That is what Elijah did in his time. That is what Paul did in his time. And I want to say this to you, brethren. We have a great battle coming on. Because the Lord told me, the last persecution against the church will rise up from the Pentecostal leaders. Because when God begins to raise men from among them, and they will feel threatened in their position, and their kingdom will begin to crumble before their eyes, for the birds shall fly away from their cages. And then they will begin to preach against the new move as it was in the time of old. You know, when God began to raise Martin Luther and the rest of them for the Roman Catholic Church, who rose against them? The papal power, the Roman power. When the evangelical came out of, 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 of Anglicanism, who rose up against them? The Anglican power. Now the Pentecostals have failed. And God is going to raise a new breed in Pentecostal. People can confront those so-called leaders to their faces and tell them what they are doing wrong. You have no business with them. All this thought of you have to affiliate with a man who has a big church for you to be recognized, this year will be crushed. But I say this to you, you need to be seriously warned. Because I saw people punished because of association, not because they are bad. If you look at me over the years, this is a meeting we are doing here now. If I wanted to bring in the most populous names in this world, I only need to phone them. They feel privileged to come here. Some of them have come to me here asking that I should let them use this facility. Some of them have come to me there that, no, okay, come, let, let us just come and do crusade with you. And I told them I vowed to God. The people I did not know when I was rising as in closeness will never come on my pulpit when my manifestation comes. The time of my revelation. Anyone I will flock with of the people who do not care for glory, 
People who God is using and they are Christ in the flesh. People who, if I tell them that, okay, we have done Stadium Crusade here now. The whole city is upside down in Roa. Follow me to the next village. And they will go with me to a village. They will not ask me the comfort of the village. If we have to sleep on the floor, we will sleep on the floor. And go from town to town, from village to village. Not with crowd, not with advertisement. Sleeping with the people, eating with the people. Preaching the word, healing their sick and restoring their hope. Destroying idols that they have depended upon. People who will not feel that, well, we have to bring all these people together in a, in a, in a, in a very big atmosphere for us to achieve. Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 9, the Bible says that and Jesus sent them to towns and villages that he is about to go. And God is looking for men and women in this season who will recognize that crusade is not only for the city, but Jesus, if he sent them at the beginning before he came to towns and villages, now that he's coming again, those who hear him will go to towns and villages to prepare the way for the Lord's coming. These are the people that God will begin to raise in this season. I have seen, I have stood in the corridor of His presence as in my office as an apostle, that I may see the heart of the Father for the end time, that I may warn the saints of God on earth. And this is the reason why Every one of you are here. And this is the focus of all our teaching. I started teaching yesterday about governance. We looked at the two arms of the church. That you have the spiritual arm and you have the administrative arm. And yesterday I helped you to understand a lot more. That a lot of ministers have problems in church growth. Not because new people are not coming. New people are coming. At the end of the year, they will have many new members who came, many new visitors who came. But their number remains the same. Day in, day out. And we recognize the fact that church is different from crusade. Crusade is people come, get blessed, and go wherever they came from. But church is people who have been converted, gathered together to be reoriented. So that they can have the knowledge of who saved them. Jesus Christ. And because church is different from crusade. Therefore, the administration of crusade is different from administration of church. Let me start beginning to talk about crusade. Because I've told you I'm going to be teaching you about crusades, finances and stuff like that. When we want to do a crusade, how do we do crusade? We do not run crusade by faith. We run crusade by planning. Jesus said if anybody wants to build a tower, he will first sit down and plan it. So if we want to do crusade, we cannot just one month think that we are going to do crusade and we rush into a programming. Program is different from crusade. For crusade, there must be a systematic plan. A periodic intercession towards the plan. Because crusade is a man saying, I'm going to the enemy's camp to defy the authority of Satan and lose men who have been bound by Satan. I confront those demons face to face. And when you are going out for crusade, you want sinners to be saved. You want people who have been oppressed to be free, people who are sick in their body, either by natural means or demonic means to be healed. Therefore, you are going into the camp of the devil 
to go and untie the goats or the lamb that he had tied. Therefore, crusade and outreach, like evangelism outreach, they follow the same phenomenon. In chapter 9 of Luke, he said Jesus sent them, the twelve of them in twos. He gave them power and authority. He did not give them power and authority before they, you know, when they were with him in church. He gave them power and authority when he was sending them out. In Luke chapter 10, he says, and Jesus called the 72, he sent them in twos. And he gave them power and authority. Power to do what? Power and authority to heal all diseases. And to heal diseases, to cast out all demons. To heal diseases and to cast out all demons. And to preach the kingdom. Three things. Preach the kingdom, heal diseases, and cast out all demons. If you look at those scriptures, there is something very striking in those two scriptures. The two times Jesus spoke, he did not say cure all diseases. He says cure diseases and cast out all demons. That is the distinction. All demons will be cast out, not all sicknesses. But then we give them power and authority. Why? Power is a substance to make a decree. Power is, a, is, a, is an ability to enforce authority. That is power. Power is the ability to enforce authority. Police have the power to arrest man. But he does not have authority to make laws. Okay? Authorities are different from powers. The authorities are the legislators who legislate. People who come out and say that this area, this is the laws you must follow and it shall be so. This country, these are the laws you must follow, it shall be so. Okay. But the powers are the delegated authority who are supposed to enforce that decision. That is the reason why a policeman can arrest you, he can bind you. But he cannot condemn you to, to jail. Okay. So, when Jesus gave us power and authority, what does he mean? We have looked at Matthew 28, verse 18. He says, all powers in heaven and earth, authority in heaven and earth are given unto me. Therefore, go. So, what does authority mean that Jesus gave? Authority means we can pass a decree in the mission of our outreach. We can decide a legislation. We can put an embargo on the activities of Satan. And once we speak those things according to the word of God, that for this region, this is what we be from now. For this person, this is what we be from now. For this family, this is what we be from now. Then we will command by the authority of heaven. And the power that we are given is a power that works between us and angels. We have the authority to pass a decree. We have the power to enforce it. So when we say to a spirit, I bind you in the name of Jesus, that spirit is bound. Then the angels can pick up that spirit. When we say, I command you to come out, and they can throw that spirit out. When we say to a sickness, a sick person, you are healed in the name of Jesus because it is written by authority. Then the angels of God can take that sickness and take it out of the body. But let me say this to you. Why do we need the power and authority? 
Because we are going into a territory that is domain, ruled over by somebody called Lucifer. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 3. Chapter 2, sorry, from verse 1 to verse 3. Therefore, for us to go out into door-to-door evangelism, or for us to do crusade, we need the power and authority. And we need men and women who have been educated by the legislation, which is the Bible. Because an authority cannot do anything outside the jurisdiction of the, 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 the law. So also, a Christian cannot exercise any authority out of the jurisdiction of the Bible. Therefore, when we send people out, the people must be fully equipped with the legislation of God. I call it the primary governance of God, which is the written word. The reason why many go out and fail is because Christians manufacture their own governance in their brain. They manufacture their laws in their brain, which is contrary to the law of God that is written. And the realm of the spirit that we are going into have no regards to the law of man. Because the law that rules the spirit is only the written word of God. Not your conviction in your brain or your faith as you may call it. Faith is foolishness when it does not have its root from the scripture. And faith and foolishness run paripasu. They look similar, but they are different in their effects and their potency. Listen to me, therefore. Haven't understood that Jesus did not send them without the authority. We cannot send people out without equipping them with the governance, the Bible. And so the man of God or the woman of God in the church of God must commit themselves to the critical study of the word of God. You guys leave this place today. I give you three months to become exactly like Jesus Christ in everything that you do. In everything that you think. In everything that you say. If you don't do this, your coming here is useless. Can you do it? Yes, you can. How quickly can a man become like Jesus? Right now, as I'm talking to you, change the way of your thinking, and you will become like him. There is only one step between life and death, one step between the physical and the spiritual. It is not a distant place. It is at the moment of decision in the heart of man. Satan doesn't want you to know this. Satan did not fall by periodic operation. He fell at an instant when he said in his heart, I will raise my throne above the throne of God. That is the time he fell. The moment of decision, he lost his place. What happened thereafter are just preambles. Listen to me. You people have a choice to identify with the new move of God or to remain in the old camp. At least... I'm among you here, and I can use a part of my life to help you. Who helped me on earth for 25 years? Is only Jesus. I was close to Benny Hinn. When I went to Orlando in 1997, Benny Hinn's wife would go with me everywhere I preach. Benny Hinn's father-in-law, until his death, was calling me in my office here. 
Really, before he died, we were planning to host him for a crusade, that old man. Because the Lord Jesus revealed him to me when I did not know him. I was doing a meeting in Orlando. Benny Hinn's wife came and she dressed disguised. Her dressing was like a Muslim. She was, stand, she was sitting at the back of the congregation when the Holy Spirit said to me, Call that woman out. And I called her out. And the Lord said to me, This, woman, this woman's husband is a very anointed man. A man anointed greatly. And I said, woman, I don't know who you are. This is what God is saying to me. Your husband is a very anointed man of God. And then God told me about the mission he sent her, which the husband has not caught up with. Which she had made attempt to go for for five years. And the husband was looking at the administration and everything and saying, that, okay, just be, be calm, be calm. And God said to me, September this year, I am taking you there. And God said some mysteries too about that man to me. Which later, they said, that is just it. And I said, what is your name, woman? She said, my name is Susan Hinn. I said, I don't know who Hinn is. Because I thought Benny Hinn was the surname of Benny Hinn. I don't know that Benny is his name, Hinn is his surname. And I said, whatever the case may be, your husband, God told me, is a very popular man and he's an anointed man of God. And I haven't God spoken many more things to me about her father, who I've never met. The Lord spoke a lot about her father. She was weeping. All the team from Benny's, they were crying. Moriello was there, their family pastor. Everybody was weeping. Because what God said was accurate. That is the God I want you to serve. Don't look for favor. Don't look for connection. You will never get it. When God called John, he went to the wilderness. Let me say something to you. After that meeting, the following day I was in Benin's office. That is what brought me and that ministry together. But having been brought together with many opportunities, they offered many things to do with me. Oh, well, and all, all what they can help. And the Lord said to me, don't. That is the end of your mission there. I will have just joined him straight away. I was there when Tony Campolo came. They were going to do a, have an assignment in the, in the White House. And they, they told me that, why don't you just wait? Benny has he's gone on the trip, but Tony Campolo is coming. We want to go to the White House. Why can't you go with us? I said, no. The one who sent me said, no. If I had said, oh, this is an opportunity, let me grab it. Benny will be inviting me on his movies all the time. Let me say this to you. But the white house they are talking about, I did not go with them. But eventually, one day in this building, in our building over there, I received a call to come to white house by the president there. Which some of my members will have to go because I couldn't go. Okay? The white house said we should come. I don't have time to go. And our members went. And great things came out of that connection. I stayed in this place and somebody read an article about a girl that was raised, a woman raised from the dead in my ministry. And that person came all the way from America to investigate whether Jesus still raised the dead. And that person, when he came to this church, he, he, he was there, you know, a, you know, a, 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 a Presbyterian. Really, I expected him in this meeting. 
But because he is a lawyer and he is a very big time lawyer, he has a lot of duties there. He came to this to this, this church and he was standing in the midst of members, a, 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 you know, a Presbyterian who doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit, a, a person of the Holy Spirit. We were having Holy Ghost Convention. I don't know who he was. He was in short knicker. And I prayed and he got filled with the Holy Ghost. At the end of the meeting, he came and investigated. He was invited by uh, uh, Pastor Josiah. He investigated, met the woman who was raised from the dead, went to the hospital, did the research, met the doctors or the nurses, and they gave him the report. He went to America and published, I met a man who raised the dead, and he's not making noise. The woman died with a baby in her womb. That, that girl is serving me now. She's an accountant, qualified accountant now. Anywhere I go in the world, I talk about her, 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 her testimony. Listen to me. So, when he now went back to his office, he now called his law firm board meeting and said to them, we are all lawyers here. We call ourselves learned, but we are ignorant. Because we need a prophet in this board. Before I knew it, a letter came to me from Liberty Council. Law practice. And they said, we have appointed you as a board member of our law firm. And they paid my ticket for my, and my wife invited us to the board meeting. When we got to the board meeting, you know the, the board table is rectangular and the chairman sits at the edge of the table. The chairman stood up and said, Apostle Williams, this is your seat. All other lawyers were there. Some of them were wondering, some of them were, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, Episcopal and stuff like that. Who have problem with oh, Holy Spirit and all stuff like that? And they do not see the rationale in the head of the organization inviting a prophet who is an ignoramus in law to come and preside over the thinking and decision of lawyers. So, I was there. And in that first meeting, they were having a, a thought of deciding to um, join another organization headed by Jerry Fowell. The law department of the University of Jerry Fowell and while they were discussing, they said, let us just go. And the decision they have made will have given them a lower rating because they are now the one asking to come. And so the other, the other organization will be in a better negotiating power to give them just little percentage. And when they took that decision, the Holy Spirit said to me, tell them not to. I said, sorry guys, you are not taking that decision. That is not how you will go. And they said, what shall we do? And the Lord said, we are going for break right now. Before we come back from break, you will receive a fax. And this is the terms of the fax. They will give you that law part and give you 100% and tell you to give them back what you think is due to them. The owner will give you his estate and he will tell you, give any percentage you give us, we will accept. You just take it and manage this estate. And once that is prosperous, it cannot be. But let me say this to you. My ch the chairman said, forget about it. It's, the prophet said, with, before we come back from break. So, they went for break. And when they went for break, Apostle, you are very welcome. Mama Tov, you are welcome. So, when they went for break, listen to me. At the break, as we were eating, the secretary called the my friend and said a fax has come in and these people said fax he said yes a fax has come in listen to me 
when they, he said, read the facts to me. Read the facts to me. The facts read exactly what the Lord has said. Word for word, letter for letter. My friend jumped up. Max Teva. Very happy. He said, I told you. I told you about this man. He is a man of God. We need a man of God here. And everybody was full of questions. We came back to the board meeting. And my friend stood up and said, As the man of God has said, look at the facts. And he read the facts. On that premise, I landed in the before Jerry Fowler. On that premise, we took over the law firm of Jerry Fowler. I became a board member of the law firm. And then another person who heard about it came and said, Can you come to my board and be a board member? (laughs) And then I became a board member of House of Hope. House of Hope came here. Met with members here. She celebrated what God is doing through us. And House of Hope told me one day, We have appointed you as patron. And we are having our annual Sheraton. And mommy and I was paid for. We went to the U.S. And... The whole place was filled. He said to me that as a patron, you must be the last person to come in. So they put me in a very cozy room. And then everybody was coming. All manners of people. The Bush family were there. Um, the, the, the Christian president, what's his name again, was there. The former, the former Christian president in, in America. I've forgotten his name now. Re, no, no, Reagan. Carter was there. And so many of them. And as I sat down... As they brought me in, everybody stood up. I sat down and I was wondering, my God, these are people who are very gray-haired. At that time, I didn't have too many gray hairs on my head. And when I sat down, they all sat down. And then they introduced the patron and they said, we'll be patient. We are waiting for the matron. They never told me who the matron was. And a few minutes time, an old woman came in. And they brought the old woman straight away to where I was. And we stood up and received her. Who was I sitting with? Who was my matron? Nancy Reagan. Let me say this to you. This is how relationship between myself and Nancy started. And the Reagan family. After God had used me in that office for some time in that, that area. George Bush contested. There was an argument about his contest. Then that law firm was called. They prepared a defense that brought George Bush in. Before I knew it, my daughter one day said to me, I wanted to pray for my son. He's on phone now. I took the phone and I said, yes, this is Apostle Williams. Oh, how are you, sir? Thank God for you. And blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, let me pray with you. He said, let me tell you some. I said, don't tell me anything. Let me just pray. If you tell a prophet something, you defile his mind. And when I opened my mouth, the whole of his life was opened up. And he was screaming on the other side of the, of the, of the telephone. When will you come to Miami? I said, it depends on Sarah Trollinger. And then Sarah took the phone and said, I told you, that is my father. And Sarah said, Apostle. You are praying for my son, the governor of Miami, Jeff Bush. I said in my heart, God, 
If I had tried to look for connection, can I get to these corridors? You know what I'm saying to you? Do what I tell you. Your destiny is written by God. He's the only one who can read it. If only you can read along with him, you will get there. Do not think your destiny is in the hands of an association. The Bible says, blessed is the man who does not associate with the ungodly. With the ungodly. One of, somebody came from, from Cameroon. He said he was looking for a true father. Eventually, he landed in CFT. I was not there. But I did a message that was played on the tape. He listened to it. He said, this is interesting. Because in that tape, God spoke to me about some conditions that would be in church. And I called for the condition. And I waited in that tape until the person stood up that I was not seeing. And I was spoken over the person, the person was healed. Then I continued to speak. He said, this is mystery. He came again. I was not in. One of my pastors was ministering. He said, no, no, this is interesting. The next time he came, we met. And he said, please, can you come over to Cameroon? I said, why well, will come? We went to Cameroon. The first day I landed in Cameroon, the junta said they would not let me preach. Haven't put my name in the program. I paid my fear to go there. Because God has spoken to me about the nation of Cameroon. And about what he's going to use me to achieve in Cameroon. And somebody said, why don't you let him just speak for 15 minutes? He came all the way from England. Everybody was struggling over the program to preach. And they said, preach for 15 minutes. Just greet the people. I greeted the people for 15 minutes. <laughs> At that time... Some people have decided that if they do not hear the true word of God, they will leave this conference. The stadium was jammed. The conference of all churches, except the, Anglic uh, the, uh, the Roman Catholic didn't join at that time. How would I spoken? I said, Lord, what should I speak about? He says, tell them about your encounters with me. So when I said, I saw a man who went to heaven. Some years ago, whether in this place or not, I do not know. But I know a man who went to heaven and who saw mysteries that could not be explained by human mind. And then I began to share it with them about my encounters of heaven. The place blew up to pieces. That day God did miracles without you praying for miracles. People were weeping. They were crying. This is what we have been looking for. And at the end of my 15 minutes, the committee came together and said, please, Tomorrow, you'll be ready to preach throughout the day and evening and every day like that. Because the persons who came from Nigeria, who was in Nigeria, who came before me, those who have been going, will give them anointed envelope and begin to collect money from them. So they believe that any minister who is a Nigerian is a fraud. That's what they said. But I told them that fraud is not Nigerian language. It is an English word. So if it is an English word, the origin of him must have come from England. <laughs> Listen to me. That is how it began. On that day I stood there, I said to them, by the Spirit of the Lord, 
Because I saw that the government does not accept Pentecostal movements. Because of all the deliverance nonsense they are preaching. And in their act of deliverance, some people have died in their churches. Physically dead and buried. Under the hands of deliverance ministers. The government, the president hate them because of this prosperity error they are preaching. They have ripped off the wealth of poor families and made them poorer. They continue to collect money from the people without investing into the life of the people. So in my first meeting, the president sent in his soldiers and his, his secret men. And in that meeting, I began to teach them how the church should make their people rich. And I began to talk about investment into programs like agriculture, programs, you know, social programs that can help the people, you know, training the business people in the church, exposing them, bringing their finance together to form associations so that they can help themselves to grow financially so that the church will start begging for money. If you don't equip the life of members to be richer, why are you expecting money from them? You didn't give it to them. How could you get it from them? I began to share with them that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just theory, it is practical. Jesus went into the boat of Peter. Peter was bankrupt. But by the time Jesus finished with him, he came back to surplus. I began to show the pastors how many members of your church have become rich through you. How many can say you have added values to their life? And now they are better in their finances. If you do that to them, they will not leave. They will put the money back into the work. Not knowing that I was being recorded. And at the end of the day, the Lord said to me, These are the prophecies for this nation. And God showed me an investment that is in the nation secretly. God showed me a mineral hidden that will be discovered before I come the next, next year. And God said, tell your president that mineral is for the poor. You have not found it, but before I come next year, you will find it in this nation. And told them the program they must invest in through the minerals. And some said, that mineral doesn't exist in Cameroon. And at the end of my word, the Lord said to me, when my plane, he said, some people doubt me. He said, when my plane is in the sky of Cameroon, there will be unrest in, in that city. So the head, the governor of the city, told the policeman, on the last day of this man, they put plainclothes police all over the city. As I went in and I said to them, by next year I'm coming, I'm going to bring General Yakub Gowan into this place. I do not know him. I knew him when I was young, but I have no physical relationship with him. I said so because I had he had been raising Christians in Nigeria to pray for Nigeria. And the Lord gave me an inspiration that I should take him to Africa so that he can establish all for the whole of Africa. He was the head of Africa at some time. When I said that to them, my plane took off in the airport. As my plane was in the sky, there was unrest in the whole city. And the government was able to quell it. I got to Nigeria. I phoned Gowan Center. The secretary picked it up. I said, I want to speak to General Yakub Gowan. Oh, he said, uh, Apostle Williams, he watched my program, of course, in, in Abuja on television. Oh, he said, Apostle Williams, I will talk to General Yakub Gowan. I will come back to you. Within two hours, they came back to me and said, he's in Lagos. I said, okay, I will meet him when I go to Lagos. I was in Abuja then. I went to him in Lagos. And when we sat down, I greeted him. I felt honored to be received by a man like that who was the president when I was a boy. All right? 
When we sat down, amazingly, General Jacob Gowan said to me, Apostle, what will you drink, sir? I said, tea. He said, I will make it for you. He went to the kitchen. He brewed the tea. How many general overseers do that for their members? He prepared tea for me. When I sat, he gave me the tea. He said, what about cookies? He went to the kitchen. And I said, let me help you. He said, no, 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 sir. A holy man of God, I will serve you. Apple sat me and we sat down. He said, what can I do for you, sir? I said, you are going with me to Cameroon next year. He said, what? I said, yes, sir. He looked at me. He said, no man ever commanded me. I am General Yakubu Gowa. <laughs> he said, the first time in my life, I received a command from a man of God. He said, do you know my program with the United Nations, with the OAU, with this field? I said, I do know, but you, need, you have a program with God. He said, sir, we are going together next year. That is how General Yakub Gowan came on my trip. We went there the first year. General stood before the people and he said, I want to introduce to you my spiritual father. He said, I've never called anybody my spiritual father in my life. He said, this is my spiritual father. The whole place went upside down. The second time we went together, the states received us. The president sent his personal car and said, I want only General Gowan and Apostle Williams to sit in my car. Because the second year they have discovered that mineral, I said. The major export of Cameroon was spoken by God. Cameroon is now exporting that product today. So, when Cameroon became 50 years old, the president of Cameroon said, Who shall I invite to come? Apart from Apostle Alfred Williams. He called General Gowan and said, Please, I want you and the Apostle to grace our 50 years anniversary. He paid all our fare and he said, Tell the Apostle it should bring anybody he wants. The state will handle it. So I called some business people to follow me. So that they also can be connected in, in business. And we went. When we went, as they were receiving all the president of all African countries, they received us with all the peripheria, siren all over the whole place, soldiers with guns, leading us on red carpet to our hotel, and everybody was enjoying themselves. Listen to me. The same hotel they put us, all the president of Africa. We were invited to banquet with all the president of Africa. Is God not saying something to me? Is it not God who raises the humble and makes him sit with kings because his gift has made a way? Listen to me. Don't go to any man who has fame because of fame. I want all of you to follow men who see God. Not men who have large crowds. Not men who have empires. They will crush and destroy you. There could be some humble men in the village who has nothing, but he sees God associate with him. He will make your destiny. There are men who speak declaration over people, but nothing happens, for their voice is not registered at the altar of God. They have crowds, but he knows them not. This is the end time. 
And I want every one of you to know this. Here we celebrate 25 years. What you have seen here is so insignificantly small. What God revealed to me, this, this is just like a tiny drop in the ocean. That's the reason why when this building came up, I said, this is not what God showed me. I told you, it's mommy who said that, no, if God didn't show you this, we will get this, and you will go and look for what God showed you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but if I have set my eyes on the fact that the man I know is what will bring me to the destiny divine, I will still be scrambling to eat the crumbs. But my eyes shall look to the hilltop. From hence my help shall come. My help shall come from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He shall not suffer my feet what? to stumble. Today, in this sanctuary, the movers and shakers in the present day church of God have sent envoys to me. Oh, can we, we would like to come and preach in your church. I said, it's not ready. Do you know why? I made a covenant. The people God will see with me till I die are the people God has brought to me from the beginning. And those that he will be bringing to me who have the same kind of spirit like yourselves. For the globe to be revived, I know, I don't know about that person, I have a key part to play. Because when Jesus appeared to me, he told me. He took me into it. The year, I don't know. Do I have to know? No. To come to pass, I'm not eager. Do I have to? No. Because God has set time in his own, his, his own purpose. So, what is my duty? Keep in step with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not allow anyone to influence you. The race is not meant for the swift. Neither does welcome to the intelligence. Time and chance. Time and chance. And that is God. That is God. I plead with you by the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you should set your focus on him. Who has the power to kill, to destroy, and cast the soul to hell. We have a brilliant tomorrow. More than man can imagine. Let me say something to you that will shock you. You see every big name you know in all the countries in the world. None of them is part of what God wants to do now. I repeat myself. Camera, take me. All the big names you know in every nation today, 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 they are not part of what God wants to do now. Now. If you don't believe me, you will see it. I saw empires that they built crumble because the lion roared and the people ran and the glory shifted and where the carcass is, the vulture goes. For God will not share his glory with man. And man have taken the glory of God. Man have accepted instead of righteousness, ungodliness. That ungodliness had filled the temple. As it was revealed in the time of Ezekiel and Jeremiah. The Holy One rises up in his holy place. He looks down upon the sons of men. Those who started well have given themselves to lavishness. 
Those who have been faithful have given themselves to honor of man and unfaithfulness. And so the Lord decided, shall we contend with men too long? Shall we not do what we did in the beginning? In the beginning, he picked up a man who was just a miserable man running for his life and watching over the flock. He made of him the greatest man that ever existed. In the beginning, he picked up a man who has no genealogy. And they called him Elisha the Tishbite. And he made him the icon that brought an end to the old order of things and began the new order of things. And then when he decided to come to the world himself, he decided to be born in the most relegate place. Can a king be born in the stable with animals, sharing bed with animals? Yes, a king can be born in the stable. For where you were born has no determination to where you are going. In this season, it shall come to pass that the things that people have set their eyes upon and the places that they have set their eyes upon that God will move, is not the place it shall move. Because they were looking for the Messiah from the family of Herod. I say to you, Saul had defied himself. His armor will kill the David. The David of today who put on the armor of Saul? Should take it out. If you associate with me as your leader, if I say something contrary to the scripture, confront me. That's what the Bible says. Don't pet me to go to hell. The day you see me change from what I've told you initially, call me back to the what I said initially, for the initial is the truth, and anything contrary to it is not true, is untrue. As I guard over your soul, you watch over my soul. A father you cannot confront and share that with is not a father. He's a destroyer. I will not be found in the company of the ungodly. I think I've used my time. Let's put our hands together for Apostle Tom. Oh, my do you know before I hand over to opposite? Before opposite off, we come and take over. Let me say this to you. If the video section asks me what is the topic, title of this topic, the title is <laughs> Who Shall We Send and Who Shall Go For Us? Who shall we send and who shall go for us? The master loves you. He wants to use you. But he does not use his stained hands. You know, if I had flocked with all these big names and this building came up, even if they didn't put a penny here, people would be saying that they are the people who got this done for Apostle Williams. Isn't it? That's the reason why today, at the same time, no big name can come here. They will sit down and hear the word. And you will preach to them. This is a vow I made with the one who made heaven and earth. Unless, if he who appeared to me, appears to me again and said, call this person. Then I will call him. They are pulpits. 
I refuse to go. Even if they give me a million pounds for offering, I will not step it. A pulpit that many defiled men have stepped, may my feet not stand on it. They are gathering, I will not go. There is nothing in those gatherings than loud noise and company of people who have no knowledge of where they gone. None of them have told the ones coming what they do that they may do. I would never be in the company. There is a new breed God is raising. They are scattered all over the world. I saw a vision very recently. I saw eagles few eagles flying and they were going and suddenly I saw eagles giving birth to eggs, laying eggs and hatching the eggs but the amazing thing with those eggs is that the moment they are hatched they become eagles they did not have the normal growth rate of an eaglet to an eagle, the moment they come out of the egg, they like metamorphosis and they fly. And a short time in the sky, I saw many eagles flying. And the Lord said to me, these are the ones I have hidden for the end time. They have not defiled their mind. And that's the reason why all my message since the time we're speaking is about your mind. It's about your mind. Would you like to be part of a vibrant church in the midst of beautiful or inspiring surroundings? Christ Faith Tabernacle at the CFT Cathedral Woolwich is now open for all. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. Every Sunday at 10am, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London. In our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen. People healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I wanted to know this, that there is a God in heaven who has sent his son Jesus Christ. And by him, anyone who believes in him, carry the very authority of God which, with which he created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you, stop going around to people, kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle now. And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events. Overcomers Night Vigil, hear the voice of God, receive life-changing teaching, be lifted through dynamic worship. Become an overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7 p.m. And also come and celebrate with us at our exciting monthly victory nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral Woolwich. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18 6NL.